You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's Vlogging the Boys. Welcome to the SB Nation NFL Show. It is Monday Football Monday, the best show on the SB Nation NFL Show. It is our job to talk about everything that happened on Sunday here on Monday Football Mondays, which is what we are going to get into. Lots of week four action to discuss. Remember, you can watch this show live on the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, on the SB Nation NFL Facebook page. So go follow and like us on both of those platforms so you can participate along in the show. This really is your show. We are men and women of the people here on uh, on Monday Football Monday. But before we go any further, this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings, obviously fantastic, have lots of opening lines already available for all week five games. You can read about those at every team site at blog, I was going to say at blogandtheboys.com, across the SB Nation universe, blogandtheboys.com, really the place you should be going, though. Arrowhead Pride, another spot you can visit, of course. Arrowheadpride.com, our home for Kansas City Chiefs coverage. The Chiefs finally got off the schneid, back to their winning ways, which means my partner, my man, Pete Sweeney, is in a good mood today. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. You can find him at your local Trader Joe's. He is here on Monday Football Monday. Pedro, happy Monday to you, sir. Good morning. You're right. It is almost chili season, and I make a mean turkey chili, and I get all the ingredients fresh at Trader Joe's. So if you have one in your city, get over there. I mean, there are just so many different types of opportunities at Trader Joe's. And you know, as we get out of COVID, the samples will be coming back. What a time. So Pete is uh Pete has sent me some photos of this chili before. I've never tasted it myself, but Pete, you do leave the tomatoes a little bit large for me. You know, I don't want the do you I don't want, want me to make a batch when you come up to Kansas City uh, I mean, to see Cowboys and, and Chiefs for the Preston Road trophy. You know, I I would be lying if I said I wouldn't like that, but like I said, I don't I don't want tomatoes in my chili. I understand the the necessity for them if from a from a taste perspective, but I don't want my spoonful. In fact, I like That's to how you my, get the right consistency and the right taste, though. That's where no. that soupiness comes from for the for the see chili. i don't want it to be soupy i want every, every time i eat chili i eat it like frito pie i put cheese and onions and then i yeah. cover it in fritos and that's how i like to roll yeah texas forever i guess that's right uh the republic of texas uh it is a really just happy day here on yeah. monday football monday uh our teams won pete the dallas cowboys and kansas city chiefs the team of our extraordinary producer rachel won the baltimore ravens the team she you know, works for the Philadelphia Eagles mm. loss. Really just a shame. <laughs> just an absolute shame that the Eagles right. lost, seriously. Uh, and, Pete, all, you know, this will make you happy because you're a New Yorker. You're, you're from, you know, start spreading the news. You know, city so nice they named it twice. Every <laughs> New York team won in week four, the first time since week nine of 2015. That is absurd to me when you really think about it. The Houston Texans not really helping out the state of Texas. But, I mean, man, that's, 
The New York Giants and New York Jets have been in in a rut. And the Buffalo Bills, they get really upset when people forget that they're the only team that actually plays in New York. So there you go. The Mm. Bills won too, and they had a a nice game. We don't even need to talk about that game, really. It was a disaster for uh, the Houston Texans. But we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't talk about it. What killed me was I had the Tennessee Titans in my, they call them survivor pool. Eliminator, yeah. Eliminator, uh, the Titans. I knew that they were missing their key receivers, but I'm like, you know what? This is Tannehill. This is Rabel. We got Henry versus the New York Jets. And now Zach Wilson has given me a strike. So not great. Not great. Um, well, T's and P's to you, Pete Sweeney. Let's uh, let's go ahead and start and get into the games. We're not here to talk about Thursday Night Football. Nobody cares. That's forever ago as far as I'm great concerned. Game. We're here to talk about what happened on Sunday. And we start, Pete, not in our nation's capital, but with the team that plays in our – they don't even play in our nation's capital, for being honest. Uh, the Washington football team victorious over the Atlanta Falcons, 34 34- to 40 or 40 34 to 30 the final score for the football team to improve to 500 on the season the Atlanta Falcons have now lost two games to the NFC East uh, one of the worst divisions in the NFL and uh, I don't know where the Falcons go from here Pete but things look a little bit more promising for the Washington football team I have to admit yeah Heineke is is fun to watch I don't know if he's the best quarterback in the world but he can extend plays and it really feels like it's never over the final play to McKissick he said after the game was his fifth read on the play so doing that Mahomes-esque extending getting the the W there really ruined the day for Corderell Patterson who had three touchdowns on the day Patterson's been to Minnesota Oakland New England and Chicago, yet who would have thought Arthur Smith has managed to get the most out of the utility man uh, that is Patterson. Uh, I don't know what to say. And shout out to our our one of our, our superiors and bosses, Gina Thomas. But like queen of you, all things. Yeah. What do you do when you're a Falcons fan? It just seems like from 283 onward, I mean, you could make a legitimate case that it's the most tortured fan base in the NFL. And here's what I mean. Like, yeah, Detroit for sure has had it worse, but you're not really having any expectations if you're Detroit. There had been expectations for a while in Atlanta. You got a former MVP still at quarterback. You go and get this tight end and you're like, OK, maybe things are going to turn around here with the new coaching staff and just another heartbreaker. And they just can't seem to get out of what has been like this decade long bump in a sense. And. So I, I feel for Atlanta, but you're right. I, I think in a, in a wide open NFC East, whether you like to admit that or not, I think the WFT needed this win and they got it in Heineke's hometown. So, yeah, I mean, by the way, the Atlanta Falcons, the subject of uh, Secret Base's latest documentary. Thank you, Bear. Thank you. The Bears won. We'll get there. I promise. All right. I know you are proud. You are happy. He uh, he generally big sits per. Yeah. Big <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, we it's a big field household. Um, I, you, you gave credit to Arthur Smith and I don't want to take it away. I, I need to take an L. I thought at one point this season or this off season that the Falcons might have, we do see this time, time to time, a honeymoon of sorts. You know, they had like this kind of nucleus there, new coach comes in. Maybe that's all you need. Kind of like a change of scenery sort of thing. I thought that yeah. that was possible with Atlanta, but dude, they just look, I mean, disaster. I mean, just the three and out after the failed two point conversion in this game was was key. I you can't go three and out there. I mean, you got to go and get the win. I believe it was two run plays, and then they tried to get Mike Davis on a pass, and it didn't work. And you gave you, you give Heineke another chance. You know what's going to happen to you, and it happened to the Atlanta Falcons. So, congratulations to the Washington fan base. 
I do think this game got a little bit out of hand or felt like it got a little bit out of hand with the return at the beginning of the second half. Um, and that's, that's when I think, you know, if, if Atlanta, if there's a team in the NFL that sees ghosts, so to speak, it's Atlanta, you know what I mean? And so I think there's this Waiting moment of like, thing to happen, right? Like, Oh God. Oh man. I even saw Gina tweet about this. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think her tweet was something like, welcome to the second half. And it's just kind of like, well, it's begun. So Atlanta takes the lead there. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Washington takes the lead, nineteen to seventeen, and I know Atlanta comes back. But again, I think you're just you're waiting for the you're you're constantly waiting for the bottom to come out if you're a Falcons fan. And so one in three now, the Atlanta Falcons, um, with their lone win coming against the New York Giants, who might be the worst team in the NFL. Um, I know they won, but man, um, th- these are rough times in the ATL. At least the they have Chick Fil A. You're 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 in a division with uh, the Bucks. who I, you know, I think are still one of the best teams in the NFL, even with some of these problems that they're going through the Panthers. I understand the Cowboys put up points. That's an incredible offense. So I still look at the Panthers as one of the best defenses in the NFL. Those teams are three and one. And then you have the saints who are good enough at this point. Where is the road for the Falcons to make the postseason? I just don't see it right now. Maybe that could change. We're still very early, but one and three in what is a a fairly tough division there. You know, I did not, Again, this what this had nothing to do with my rosy outlook for the Falcons, but I did not think they would by far be the worst team in the NFC South. They are like it's not a, a close contest. They are without question. And and who's the worst? Like if we take the worst teams in the NFC very quickly, the Detroit Lions are the worst team in the North, right? I mean, the Giants are the worst team in the East, and the Falcons beat them. And right. who's the who's the worst team in the West? I mean, that's difficult to to discern. But I mean, can't, can't say there's a bad team in the West, I, right? I, we but, shouldn't even it. So they might be the second worst team in the conference, the Atlanta Falcons. So that means we don't have to talk about them much more. Uh, congratulations to Washington. Pete, you mentioned this game. We don't have to spend a ton of time here because uh, to be frank, it was a, a blowout 40 to nothing. The Buffalo bills winning against the Houston Texans. Buffalo has woken up a little bit as of late. And I think that that's the the narrative. A lot of people are taking. I am here to tell you that I am not, um, you know, I'm not here to poo poo the bills by any means. But um, the Bills have had a nice little cakewalk, wouldn't be how I would put it. Uh, but the Bills, they lost week one against the Steelers. Not ideal. Then There are three wins in a row here. Are the Miami Dolphins, who lost Tua during the game, the Washington football team, and the Houston Texans. Let's see, Bills. You, you want us to really take you seriously? You want me to get back, you know, annoying Pete yeah. about you every second? Go to Kansas City this week and beat them. We talked about it last week. Don't treat this Houston game as a trap game. They at least did not do that. It is a similar stretch to what the Denver Broncos had opening the season. Of course, they're 3-0 and because of who they're playing. Like, the Broncos aren't a bad football team. We don't know if they're a great football team, but the schedule that they had, you know, they, they walked right through it, and I think that's been the stretch for the Bills. And I think you see it in a reflection in Las Vegas with the way these two teams were playing, the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. We just put our, our DraftKings odds up this morning. The Chiefs are still slight favorites in this game, where if you really just look at these teams lately – you'd almost think the bills should be one point favorites with how bad the Kansas city chiefs defense looks. So I I think Vegas sees what they've had uh, as far as their schedule. Now they can't control that. They have taken care of business, but you're right. I I think the true measuring stick is going into Kansas city. They come out with the win there. Then suddenly the AFC is completely reshuffled. I do think Pete to say just a little bit beyond that. So they've they're three and one. Now the Buffalo bills are, they've got the chiefs on Sunday. 
let's say hypothetically they win that game because it's certainly possible. I know you know you're gonna you're gonna grow in confidence as uh, as the week goes along. Uh, but after that, they we're about to get a lot of the Bills. By the way, Sunday night football this week against KC, and the following week on Monday night football against the Tennessee Titans, and then they have their bye. But after that, Pete, I mean, this is these are their four games before Thanksgiving. They've got the Dolphins again. They're in Jacksonville. They've got the Jets, and then they've got the Colts. And then even then, they've got the Saints on Thanksgiving and then the Patriots. I mean, so it's I know the Patriots played well on Sunday night. We'll get to that. But I mean, you know, even if Buffalo this, loses this game, especially if they win it, my point is like they're about to go on. If, if you think this run is short, this run's lasting a while. Yeah, let me let me just say I I and almost at nauseum because I, I do listen to what you and BLG and stats do the rest of the week. Like you guys like to talk about me while I'm not on the program. <laughs> it's been a long time since I even considered picking against Patrick Mahomes, but there has to be uh, a, a certain scenario where you consider it. And to mm. me, it's a prolific offense that can come in and match the points with the chiefs and the chiefs defense has to look terrible. And both of those things have occurred here as they enter Sunday night football. And that's why I think the spread is so close. And that's why we got to really watch the, the chiefs injuries because they are awful right now, defensively, probably, uh, as close to 2018 when they had that great offense and really terrible defense as it's been in a long time. And so uh, they're going to have to improve. If the Chiefs defense doesn't improve and work on some stuff this week and get ready for Buffalo and come in with a good game plan and maybe get some guys back from injuries, it's hard to really cr create a scenario in your brain where the Chiefs come away with this win. I, I'm, I, and it's, it's crazy to say that. I've told you forever uh, I've been unbiased. I'm going to be really watching the Chiefs injuries defensively this week uh anything to say on the houston texans davis mills i mean it's gonna be a bad year uh, yeah know, it, like, that, it were like it were, were we've normalized right like they had they showed some fight you know weeks one and two Terod but, taylor was a killer he looked like a legit quarterback and then you lose him and at, at that stage you know you know you you're living and dying by mills and and there was news reports that they were poking around for a quarterback you can see why because they don't have a chance with this guy. They don't. And mm. and that's the reality of it. It's going to be a similar year to the to the Lions and, and similar to, I, I believe, what we had last year with the Jets. And, and it was the Jets and the Jaguars going mm. back and forth. That's going to be the scenario between the Lions and the, and the Texans, it seems like, this year. You mentioned the Lions. We were a Tigers appearance short of an oh my because the Lions visited the Bears. You like that, Pete? Uh, the final yeah. score, 24 to 14. Justin Fields gets his first win as an NFL starter. You know, I, I wouldn't go as far as burying the Lions the way you just did. I think prior to this week, this this particular game, we'd seen them give a lot of fight. And you could argue they were game. They should have won last week. You know what I mean? Like, they've, they've really been in some games. They played Green Bay tough on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago. Um, this didn't really feel that way. This was the Monty game. David Montgomery went off early on, made it 14 to nothing. Um, and again, I mean, just got it was 21 nothing, you know, in the third quarter. And so I think the score is actually even more flattering for Detroit. Um, but th I think that's, that's my kind of takeaway as we get here to the, to the Monday after week four is things are stabilizing, right? Like the first couple of weeks of the season are a little bit chaotic. You have some weird things happening because people are still a little bit tired, a little bit coming off training camp and preseason and things like that. But now these teams are who they're supposed to be. And a lot of them are who we thought they were going to be. There are some surprises. The lions like the Texans, not quite as much are turning into that. Well, you know, you're out. I just look at the next. Yeah. I just look at the lions, even their like next three games. Vikings, okay, we don't really know what the Vikings are at this point. They mm. played a tough Browns defense this, this week, but I consider the Vikings a better team. The Bengals, it, that feels like a loss. The Rams feels like a loss. 
I consider the Eagles a better option than the Lions. And then you get the Steelers. Like, I, I know what you're saying. They have been in, in some games, but I, I think, you know, this is going to be among the teams that are going to be in the mix for that number one overall seed. Mm. I'm the Bears. Your thoughts, your takeaways. Well, the number one question that you continue to have is, okay, now has Fields done enough to earn the starting position? 11 of 17 for the 209 yards looked far better than he did last week. Here was only the, sacked one time. That's probably, I think, everyone's favorite stat compared to last week. Here was the the Matt's, Matt Nagy quote. All we wanted to do, quite honestly, today was win the game, go two and two, and be able to talk about everything else as we go. You guys know in regards to Andy, meaning Dalton, we're working through what he went through this past week, so we'll see where he's at. So still, we are in this area where Andy Dalton may be the starter next week or, or one of the weeks after. It just is not It's not something that he's given up, even as you're seeing, uh, albeit maybe slight progress you would consider from fields. Play this guy. that Your ceiling is so much higher. Uh, Montgomery is dealing with a knee injury. That opens the door for Damian Williams, who... Man, he has been. I've covered this guy in Kansas City. He's been in a fight all his career to just be a starter, and and he, he looked like he he solidified that. Then the Chiefs draft a running back and say goodbye to him. Now he might be getting another opportunity in Chicago. I think Damian Williams is good. I mean, I really do. And so uh, we'll see what what happens with the Montgomery situation. But yeah, it's still the quarterback question in Chicago, and that's going to be their season this year. It's just going to be the press fighting Nagy, and it's embarrassing. So that's well. All. Speaking of, um, you mentioned guys, Damian Williams, one of them trying to kind of revive their careers or continue their careers in Chicago. Bill Lazor, another one of them, the Bears offensive coordinator, who was the, I guess, subject of consternation, although Matt Nagy uh, ultimately was the subject. Uh, Jason Leeser, who covers the team for the Chicago Sun-Times, does a great job, had a, a little tweet thread I wanted to read to you, Pete. I saw this on actually the Bears subreddit. They were not too pleased. Uh, the three tweets uh, that Jason has, first one, Bears coach Matt Nagy doesn't say it outright, but appears to indicate that he did not call place. He says he's not going to clarify it, but everything runs through him in the end. Second tweet. Now he says it. Bill did a great job. Talking about Bill Lazor. Final tweet. Matt Nagy says this is the last time this season he will discuss who is calling plays offensively. Um, you mentioned BLG. I will quote BLG here. This is big loser energy here. This is these are this is a bad look for Matt Nagy. I mean, he has had nothing but bad looks here, you know. And the Bears are two and two, so maybe that's ultimately what matters most here. But uh, th this is not a this is this is bad. Like, there's a lot there's a lot underneath this hood. Is my point. This this feels yeah, really 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 doomed. It, it it feels like like a Seth Wickersham article to come at some point, which is mm -hmm. no area you want to be in. I think in this game too, before we close the book and, and as we continue to make fun of Matt Nagy. And I, I again, I, I can't believe we're here with this guy. He was nothing like this in Kansas city. I don't know what is going on in Chicago. Uh, great job by the bears defense um, this week. Robert Quinn had a forced fumble. Uh, Khalil Mack had a, a key sack. And so defense can keep them, them in this. And if, circumstances call for them playing fields they may win a couple games this year but uh, we don't know if that is going to happen in chicago the dallas cowboys between oh wow victorious yet again 36 mm. to 28 best team in the league uh, maybe uh the final <laughs> score over the carolina all i heard was killing watch out this front this this panthers team they're pretty good i I won't go as far as saying, especially after this game, that the Panthers were a paper tiger. They'd beaten prior to, to Sunday the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans. 
Um, they are very clearly a good football team. They very clearly have an incredible defense. And I do think that we are seeing the best version of Sam Darnold, uh, which honestly, uh, somebody said this on our postgame show at Blogging the Boys. Somebody said, I'm proud er, of Sam. I'm happy for Sam. And I kind of thought, I kind of felt the same. Like it was kind of nice to see Sam prosper. And I'm excited yeah. to see what the rest of their season looks like. Uh, from the Dallas side of things, this was just uh, a complete domination, especially in the second half. It was a touch and go game early on. Trayvon Diggs, I mean, just continues to. He's gonna have, what is he? Is he gonna have 17 interceptions? This I have, I don't know. He's technically on pace for more. He's got five through four games. I mean, so it is. It it feels weird to have you know like it doesn't feel strange to have a Cowboys offense performing well. Obviously, you know that's happened several times in in recent history. But to not yeah. only have a defense performing well, but to have a cornerback who's like this ball hawk is very strange. Uh, to, I'll, I'll tell you, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, they really do look like one of the best teams in the NFL to me they're uh, you know you could argue they should be four and oh um and I have a weird argument to make about the Buccaneers later but um I'm now, I'm I'm very the, pleased with how Dallas looks the offense was never the question with Dak Prescott coming back I mean there was a slight slight question would he return to form that's always a question when it comes to injuries and the answer has been a resounding yes so far and it was okay can the defense kind of keep up and, and keep them in some games where last year was for lack of better terms, a complete disaster, right? And so Parsons has been a real pleasant surprise. And then Diggs just looks like the best player in the league in the secondary at this point. That that, that Marcus Peters-like knows for the ball and the game-changing plays. And, man, the Panthers' defense, I, I don't even think the Panthers' defense is bad for for giving up the 36 points. I, I just think it's the Cowboys and, and how good they are offensively. And if they're, you know... I always draw the comparison to like the team I covered. So the defense can be league average, man, you might be looking at 12, 13 wins. And I, I just didn't think that was possible for the Cowboys defense coming into the season. And that has for sure changed. I like your point about Sam Darnold. He looks like a legitimate quarterback. And when I mean legitimate, like in that 10 to 15 range where he can be a franchise quarterback for you, he's not going to necessarily lose a game. The case for Adam Gase just gets worse and worse as we go here. I mean, he is, Obviously, and it, 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 you know, if everything you touch turns to gold, well, everything Adam Gase uh, touches turns to you know what, and uh, we know that at, at this what? point. I'm not going to say it here. We just got a sponsor, <laughs> and we're really trying not to lose our, our sponsor here. Uh, Dak Prescott looks like an MVP candidate, and I think the only challenger right now, in, in my mind, is, is Kyler Murray. Might be a thing where Murray gets the MVP and Dak gets the easy comeback player of the year award and uh, it, it pains me to say this as you know rj but these shots of jerry jones the cowboys being good is always always good for the league i mean you might hate it same thing like with a yankees when the yankees when the cowboys another team like that is the raiders right now when they're relevant because they have so much history with these teams it's good for the nfl and so to see the cowboys doing well it, it's going to draw more attention to the league as a whole Mike McCarthy has won six of his last eight games with the Cowboys. Um, I think he's a really hateable coach. I think people love to kind of find reasons to knock at him, but the results speak for he's themselves. Just a, he's just a, a man. Sometimes you, you got to get away and, and get a massage while the team is, is getting ready for the game. That, that, and that's, I think, the extent of it. I, I think you got to do that if you, anytime you have an opportunity for that. Uh, well done. Cowboys moved to three and one winners of three in a row. Panthers dropped to three and one. We'll see. Panthers are making the playoffs. Um, that's my de definite takeaway from this. They are, I don't know how they win the NFC South. Certainly. I don't think anybody's willing to go that far, but they are, they're taking one of these wild cards. I, I feel very confident about that. 
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pete, the Indianapolis Colts got on the board with a win, 27-17 to 17 over the Miami Dolphins. Um, this was, I, I venture to say this might be the game that every average NFL fan cared about the least. Is that fair? Uh, I think it's completely fair. And <laughs> you're looking at teams that, uh, you know, are, have less than 500 records. And if you're not a fan of the two clubs, and sorry to our Indianapolis and Miami, Miami listeners. Like, Miami. Miami. Uh, they do have a cornerback whose last name is Igbenogany. So, I mean, really nice really close there. butt in town as well. And no, I, I'll say, I, I think neither of these teams feel like it, 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 they're going to make the playoffs. And it's a shame in the Miami because I, I think Indy was already there and you, you kind of knew and, and earlier on the season, you saw Carson Wentz and the limitations that he has. Um, but Miami, you can tell is really suffering from not having Tua on the field. And, and I, I just think that's where they're at right now. And, and you hope he can get back, but I think it might be too late by the time he does. And you're seeing the result of that. You need a quarterback in this league and, and it's killing Miami. And Indy got the win, but again, they are a prime candidate in my mind for that um, eight and nine type of season where you get just, just trapped. And that's in not good enough, though. You're not like no. that's yeah. like I. I mean, look, losing your starting quarterback, which is technically what has happened to Miami here, despite their own reluctance to really commit to Tua, is you know, I, I that's a qualifier that you have to add right and say like, well, you can't really evaluate the season fairly if that was the case. However. I mean, this has been a multi-year long process for the Dolphins, yeah. right? This, you're supposed to be here. We're seeing it. You mentioned it, but you haven't gotten there yet. But the Browns, the Browns look like, okay, you dedicated yourself to a process. You got better. You're out on the other side. The Dolphins are still kind of stuck in that purgatory. And I think I think if they don't make the playoffs, I think that a lot of harsh questions have to be asked about this overall group because this was supposed to be the year. You get I mean, they, they, like, you, sorry, sorry, people, like you can't you. This is your second year without Tom Brady in the division. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to, you have to prove something like the bills have. You get a little bit bailed out by the fact that you don't have two of though. And that's why, like, I think 
if this year doesn't go right for the Dolphins, which it doesn't look like it will, Brian Flores will will not be fired. But I think at that point, you're certainly on the hot seat for 2022, where it's playoffs or we think about making some real changes here. So I think it's a, a one year in advance type of thing for that regime in Miami. I think if they don't make the playoffs and if they're generally a disappointment, I think that they come under fire for certain things. Like, it's like, see, we told you this two offensive coordinator thing was dumb. You know what I mean? Like those types of things start to pile up and kind of, you know, some finger pointing starts to happen um, on the indie side. They get to one and three. I, again, I don't know anybody who believes in this team. All of a sudden, Carson Wentz, 24 of 32 228, did have two touchdowns, only sacked twice. But man, like anything he does. It just it feels like the most painful thing ever watching. You know what I mean? Like every play just feels incredibly painful to watch. I don't know if if I'm alone in this. No, I agree with you. And you know how we talk about teams and quarterbacks and all of a sudden you're like, they're a really fun watch. The Arizona Cardinals right now are such a fun watch. Russell Wilson for years has been that even at this point, Derek Carr. I can admit that I'm not a huge Derek Carr guy, but he's playing out of his mind at this point. Carson Wentz is the opposite of that. I'd rather like go out and do anything else than watch Carson Wentz play football, right? You like watch paint dry, go get an ice cream cone, skip. Well, that's around, an enjoyable around, thing. Around ice cream cone, yeah. Like, I don't right. want to watch Carson Wentz. I really don't. And, and granted, they were able to get the win um, yesterday, but I completely agree. It's the, to me, it's the most boring quarterback in the NFL. I wouldn't even say boring. Like I would say, frustrating you know like it's not boring it's it's agitating it's it actually it makes me uncomfortable it's it's the most uncomfortable quarterback in the nfl um so yeah um boring. yeah nice um any other mean things you want to say about carson once no i love him i love him mm. we wish him luck Nice. Uh, the Cleveland Browns improved to three and one themselves. Everything kind of coming together for the Browns, as mentioned, 14 to seven, not a flashy final score, but I really thought highly and still think highly somewhat of the Minnesota Vikings. They fall to one and three time starting to run out. I think if you're one and three, you know, man, it's it start. You start to feel like you're in quicksand a little bit as far as the season is concerned in an overall sense. But, um, you know, this is who the Browns are like. They don't need to they don't need to show up and, you know, have this glitzy, glamoury offense. Their defense is incredible. Um, and I venture to say right. the best defense in the NFL, you know, didn't really show up in like a huge statistical sense here, but they just were all they inhibited the Vikings in every single way. I think Cleveland might be the best defense in the NFL. Again, I, I still look at Carolina. I know they had the tough game against the Cowboys. I also think Buffalo is in that mix, especially with their turnover differential. I believe it's seven. Um, Baker Mayfield was awful. Uh, in this game, uh, the Browns um, hit Kirk Cousins 10 times. Miles Garrett had four of those hits and looks to be the front runner for what would be the defensive player of the year. Your boy, Trey, <laughs> he keeps um, intercepting a, the football every yeah, week. You never know. It's an award uh, heavily based on like a flashy statistic. So I know I think right. it will come down to like sacks and interceptions, like between whoever's in the mix. The Browns right now are that old school football. It's defense and the ground game. Baker Mayfield looks like a mediocre quarterback, but if the defense and the ground game is going to play this well, and eventually he can get back to maybe where he was uh, during the final stretch of what was 2020 and a little bit at the beginning of this season, I think you got a good football team here. I don't know if you can contend with the top tier teams in the AFC, um, but that defense is no joke. It really is not. And so you never know with teams like that who can go on a run at the end of the year. You got to stay healthy. If you lose Miles Garrett, it's all over. You know, yeah, that, that's the thing. I mean, if if the like, quote unquote, if the playoffs started today is 
of of the division leading teams, which are currently Dallas, Green Bay, Carolina, Arizona, Vegas, sorry, uh, Tennessee, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Um, I know that Cleveland's not one of them, but they, you know, they're obviously going to be in the mix here. Is Baker Mayfield the worst starting quarterback of that group? And I know I included Carolina, but let's Tampa will 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 take the NFC South. So if we if we swap Sam Donald out, maybe you're going to say Sam Donald's better than Baker Mayfield right now. I don't know. That's up to you, uh, fellow 2018 draft. Yeah, it's he's among the last, right? And we, which it's it as the number one overall pick is not good enough, right? So I got to turn it around for for Baker and do it fast because with that defense, if Baker Mayfield can just play well, you're suddenly in that tier. I think of what would be right behind the the Chiefs, the Bills, or if you're really bullish on the Raiders, if you want to put them there right now, I think you're right there. And so it's just a matter of Baker Mayfield and, and playing. I mean, he missed a wide open Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. in this game. That would have been an easy long touchdown. And you can't, you can't miss that guy. It's amazing how this, it feels like this happens often in the NFL, like being like stars don't online, like teams only have a really good offense Right. Or a really good defense, you know, like, and, and, and interestingly enough, like when they have a really good offense, their defense is trash and maybe not vice versa on the other side, but you know, like the chiefs of, of our current moment, right? Like amazing offense, but defense that can't keep up. And I think, you know, the, the Browns kind of fit the, the Rex Grossman bears category. Baker's not that bad by any stretch, but you know what I'm saying? Like just this, this defense that would be so much more aided by an offense that was able to do more again, because with your defense, if your defense holds your opponent to seven points, I'm just speaking generally, you should, you should win that game handily, but that wasn't the case. And, and Uh, it's just, I think it's a trend in the NFL. Like maybe they'll be able to, to get away with this run first offense in, in 2021. Right. Because, but it's just so rare to see right now that succeeding in the NFL where, each and every game you're going to put up 200 yards on the ground and win like ask Tennessee about that it was having its struggles right now oh we'll get there um I mentioned that the New York teams do how often do you think start spreading the news Pete like is that like uh, you know so like your ringtones like on permanently in your household like you know what's just the deal? just depends you know when I need to bring it out uh, as you mentioned I do live in in Kansas City um sometimes folks don't realize my my origin and so then I have the to Bronx and I got to say something like these little town blues. I'm like, not going to go in the whole thing. But, Pete, you know, that gave me chills. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, BLG, BLG that was beautiful, starts, Pete. Hold on, you got some pipes. BLG starts singing. And I'm like, well, if we really want to start singing on this show, we can do that. Right. I actually, he said on that episode uh, where he sang that he thought he would have done better with a more Frank Sinatra style song. So he might be coming for your mantle. I, you know, this yeah, whatever. Worst, but, worst, we can have a, a sing off at some point. Down, down oh, we could point. do like our version of the mass singer. You know what I mean? Like you sure. just, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, but back to Mild New York on that show. I, I can't believe some of those costumes. Uh, now there's digital costumes, which th- I mean, it is. It's blowing my brain. This is my last thing. My last tangent before we get back to football. I find it amazing that we <laughs> still have um, like talent shows like this, like the shows with singers People love and stuff. Them. No, but like, have voice have we forty forty first? But like, like have we not discovered all of the talent? You know, <laughs> like in the in the time frame that this show has these all of these shows because there are a number of different them. Like, I feel like we've discovered all of the talent. Yeah, I it, you would think by now. Um, if you notice though, it is hard for the winners of these shows to really stick. I mean, the first one was what Kelly Clarkson, and she she stuck. Didn't carry Underwood. She came from the 
an American well, Idol show. And in fact, uh, the season of like like Clay Aiken was a bigger deal than Ruben Studdard, and he didn't even win. You know what I mean? So oh, sometimes, so, yeah. Sometimes you don't even have to win, you know. Just... Richard Hatch and Rudy, yeah. I, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, anyway, uh, let's get back to football. The New York Football Giants successfully defeated the New Orleans Saints' first game in the Superdome this season. Nobody, myself included, gave the Giants a shot. I think this speaks to the Saints' incompetence more than anything. Uh, but 27-21, this game goes to overtime. Saquon Barkley, 52 yards and a touchdown uh, on the ground. Um, did have 74 yards through the air and another touchdown. Um, okay. Giants. <laughs> I mean, I, I have two I, points. I have two points about that. Okay. I think it's like, look what a healthy Saquon Barkley can do for you. I just said it's it's rare to see a team be run first in the NFL. I know this was a Daniel Jones game where he had more than 400 yards, but just the simple threat of Saquon being Saquon, it, it'll change the game a little bit for the Giants. And I'm not saying they're going to rip off 10 wins, but they can get in that area of maybe that seventh seed you know what i mean like as long as this offense to me gets cooking and then at, at a certain point impossible it's impossible at, at a certain point well they're, they're in the nfc east i know you i know you don't like to to understand just how bad that division is and at, at a certain point we knew that a, a hundred or 200 yards for Jameis winston was not would not be enough yeah and and i think you're starting to see that uh, there are going to be games where the Saints are suddenly down and they're going to have to throw the football or they're going to be in an overtime game and you're going to have to entrust Jameis Winston to go win it for you. And it just doesn't seem like the Saints have that confidence in him yet. And so it's going to cost you games like this. And it's tough because I think a lot of people who aren't fans of either of these teams were rooting for New Orleans back in in the Superdome and after all the, the hurricane stuff. And a uh, shame that they couldn't get it done against the Giants. Is it a shame? I mean, you know? Yeah. Okay. So you were rooting for the Saints over your hometown team. Wow. Some fan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, you you, you got to give it to, to the human interest story. Um, Would have been nice for the Saints fans to get this one. But yeah. the Giants get their first one. The New York Jets got their first one as I fight off a sneeze. I am the real hero here. Uh, 27 to 24. Um, also going to overtime. I mean, I mentioned the crazy stat about how it had been since week nine of 2015 that all New York teams had won, but two of them had to go to extra minutes to get it done. My takeaway here has nothing to do with the Jets, if I'm being honest with you, but 27-24, the final score, Jets get to one and three, Titans fall to two and two. Um, Pete, you go first. Yeah, I I think this, to me, it, it's mostly about Zach Wilson and needing this type of game against a legitimate opponent. I mean, for a few weeks there, it looked like, what did the New York Jets do by taking this guy at number two overall? And then you have the quote after the game with Robert Sala turned into Wilson being like, you're having fun now. And, you know, now they're having having some fun. Granted, it is only one in three, a, a terrible loss for, for Tennessee. And if you're going to consider yourself a playoff team and a, a threat in the AFC, to some extent where maybe you could go on a playoff run and really needing to at this stage of the variable era, we had talked about how important it was to tighten it for it was for the Titans to make noise. I know you're missing your top two receivers in, in Brown and Jones, but you, you can't lose the New York jets after what they put on film these first couple of weeks. And so well, who does it matter more for to me? It's, it's the Tennessee loss more than the jets win. I didn't think the jets were a team that was going to go Oh, four by any means this year. I, th I thought they would finally figure it out. 
and you know probably put together five or six wins this ends up being one of them but the, the teams that they beat it's going to have a greater impact on and this is that case for me with the Tennessee Titans I think that's really well said I think you know when you look at this game Ryan Tannehill threw the ball 49 times Derrick Henry ran the or you know had 33 rushing attempts I mean what's going on here you know this is just this this is really gross um I you cannot lose this game. You just, you cannot, you cannot lose this game to the Jets. And as a result of that, I'm ready to bury the Titans. You know, like if you lose this game, you're not for real to me. I mean, you're not, you're, you're fraudulent. I mean, the Cowboys lost the Jets themselves uh, two years ago. And that was, you know, kind of a sign. And, you know, it, it gets tough for Tennessee. They'll visit Jacksonville this week, who looked kind of plucky on Thursday Night Football, to your point earlier. But then it's Buffalo on Monday Night Football, like I mentioned, and then the Chiefs. I mean, so you you have to stack up these wins, Tennessee, and they will be a playoff team because they're going to win the AFC South, right? Like it's it's that porous. But I mean, they they remind me of the Cowboys of old in terms of playing down to their competition, and that's what they did here. Uh, I do want to give myself a shout out here, Pete. Um, oh, I yeah. was uh, I was up a creek in my fantasy league of record. I had J.K. Dobbins, uh, so obviously sustained that injury, and I have Christian McCaffrey who obviously did not play this week. So I had to, right. you know, scramble. You're up, you're I, up against I, it, yeah. Right. I threw Michael Carter in, just, you know, mm-hmm. hope, hoping for a touchdown. And what I get, got a score. Yeah, no big yep. deal. Hey, Mr. Carter. Congratulations to win. me. I'm I'm a beast. Uh, what can I say? Yards and a touchdown. Uh, so um, enough with bad teams. Let's go to a really good team and another bad team. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs back, all the way back, Pete. <laughs> 42 to 30 in their vanquishment is that a word they're vanquishing whatever uh they took care of the Philadelphia Eagles very 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 easily I say that although as I was checking in on this because I was excited to kind of see how this was going it was a little little tight little sticky a little little tighter and stickier than I think might have felt comfortable for you your thoughts yeah it was 28 23 in the fourth quarter and so the score would 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 dictate that oh it was a blowout and a little bit toward the end there but there was a, a game going on uh, for a, a while here in Philadelphia. And then the Tyreek Hill, you know, explosion happens. And that's that's the Chiefs way. Is that just can happen at any time. Right. Mm-hmm. And and the Eagles did a really nice job taking Travis Kelsey out of the game. They have obviously seen the miscommunication that's going on between the Chiefs defense. Like the Chiefs defense is having trouble with calls right now and not getting their players set. And it's been happening for three weeks. And the Eagles must have seen it and were rushing to the line and trying to take advantage of that and having success. At one point, the Chiefs were in a frantic, like Chris Jones was going crazy trying to get a defensive timeout because the Chiefs just weren't lined up correctly. I thought that in this game, the Eagles came in and were obviously watching some of the miscues defensively, but it's like they didn't realize the recipe that everyone is having success with recently in beating the Chiefs. I had noted in my post-game recap, Hardly ever really focus on the opposing head coach, but I did in this one because Nick Sirianni had an opportunity on the first drive. It was a coward line fourth, fourth down. They lined up to go for it initially, but the play clock was going to run out. They called the timeout and then kicked it. And then even later on in the first half, they were at the seven yard line. And I know I understand fourth and seven. It's not as easy as like a fourth and, and three try, but if you're going to beat the Chiefs, you're going to have to score points. And it's like not not just a few points. It's usually like 35 to 40. And it turned out being 43 today. 
And you can't settle for field goals. You just like can't do it because it, it puts you behind the curb. Eventually, Patrick Mahomes can get going and it can get going really fast. And, and you saw it with the Tyree Kill explosion at the end of the game for 186 yards and three touchdowns. And so I I I am telling every other fan base and coaching staff and whatever out there, you got to play differently. You got to be a little bit out of character if it's not in character for you to go for it on fourth down when you're in the Chiefs territory. And at this stage, you may get it because coming into the game, the Chiefs were five of six as far as stopping teams on fourth down. You didn't really see the Eagles do it until late. The Chiefs were able to get a fourth down stop and, and they found themselves out of the football game. The offense looks really good for the Chiefs. It has throughout the season. This defense is awful right now. Um, it is missing pieces in, in Frank Clark, the defensive end, and Traverius Ward and Willie Gay, a second year linebacker that they really like. But against these teams with high-powered offenses, it's like, are you going to have the ball last? Because you might end up on the wrong side of a shootout. That is exactly what we saw in 2018. I um I agree with everything you said, Pete. I like to refer to this um, syndrome as the baby in a construction zone. Have I ever told you this before? No. So, you know, like when you're watching uh, like an old school cartoon, say like, you know, Tom and Jerry and Tom is tasked with like taking care of the baby, right? Like the household that he lives in, that he and Jerry live in. And and the baby, like through some like crazy action, like ends up like on a high beam, like in a construction zone. Right. Yeah, you can, and yeah. and the, the baby's like and Tom's like freaking out because the, the baby's like walking along the beams and the baby like sees a little butterfly and like bends down. And right as it bends down, like a beam swings by that would, that would have otherwise hit the baby if not for the <laughs> butterfly. You know what I'm talking about? Right. And meanwhile, Tom is chasing and tom gets hit in the face with the the beam that swings by you know because he's the one panicking and so my point is like a lot of times you have to play like a baby in a construction zone like you have to be completely like almost blissfully unaware of your environment because the moment you become aware you like the way tom is in this analogy you you become aware and so you're aware of the reality aware of the consequence aware of what's going on i think a, another analogy is like you ever play a video game and you kind of have to just like blur your vision to kind of keep focus you know what I mean? like like if because if you focus you it just it becomes too difficult at that point so you have to kind of live in that that weird bermuda triangle right. does that make sense yeah yeah I, I i get what you're saying and i think the chiefs are, are living there and right now and that's why you see them drop the two games what, what's crazy about it is they could have won those two games easily had they not imploded offensively so the offense has, has been enough it's just you know you had the turnovers in these two games you end up getting the two losses and i just think for a long time patrick mahomes has been masking some of these defensive issues especially this season by the way gotta say this and you're gonna hate me for it but i don't care mahomes is showing that he's the best through for three touchdowns with three different arm angles in this game. Who, see, like, you we don't need to hear about touchdown. the arm angle. Just you throw, just double throw ball. Like, the arm angle crap, that's what happened last week. That's why the Chiefs lost, because Mahomes wants to get 180 degrees. Of, I, I can't wait for the behind-the-back touchdown. Uh, you know, I, I don't care. I love it. I There was a trick play in this game where Travis Kelsey was acting all confused, and he shoveled it to the other tight end. I mean, it is. The offense is a joy to watch in Kansas City. The defense is not. That's That's the story right now. I do maintain that the Eagles are the second best team in the NFC East. I know it doesn't feel that way, but the Giants in Washington are that bad. Um, so game to watch because they were my pick for the uh, the NFC East crown, and so this this is going to hurt them. But you got to go with Kansas City. Man. The Arizona Cardinals might have had the most impressive win of the season, Pete. And I think you and I need to line up and apologize right here. This wasn't on our rundown, but we jumped on and added to a Monday Football Monday episode back in the summer, and we said. JJ Watt picked the Cardinals. Like yeah, <laughs> we said, he could have gone to the Browns. He could have yeah. gone to the. We actually said he could have gone to the Steelers. 
You know, he went to the Cardinals. What is J.J. Watt thinking here? The Arizona Cardinals, as of the time of this recording, the only 4-0 team in the NFL. We'll obviously see what happens with the Raiders. And that'll be uh, you, this is a Pete Sweeney guarantee. Oh, they, they are going to be the only undefeated team 24 hours from now. So well, just, just keep that. In mind. Not even 24. 12 actually works. So um, whatever you want to say, who you know, who knows how long this game takes tonight? Uh, what if there is a stoppage or something? <laughs> like, like um, the Ravens 49 or Super Bowl. The Cardinals went to L.A. That's all the NFL told us. We got a big game at SoFi Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Big game at SoFi Stadium on Monday Night Football. They went to SoFi Stadium. They got the dub, dropped 37 points on that defense that everybody loves to talk about, and the Rams' offense was absent, uh, largely. I mean, this was – look, if you didn't think the Cardinals were for real, you got to give them uh, a lot of credit. Maybe maybe you're not – you know, you don't have to buy all the way in here, but they are definitely a team to be reckoned with this season. They managed the game defensively, which was a nice surprise against a Rams team that has really looked good. And Matt Stafford has really looked good early offensively. They had a plan against Cooper Cup. Um, and it's crazy to say this, but five catches for 64 yards is low now for Cooper Cup, who looks like one of the better receivers in the Off entire. Off of 13 targets, by the way. Like, I think that's important. Five catches on 13 targets. Byron Murphy had a interception in the first half um, to set the tone. And I think that's so important against the Rams team. Because Arizona scored a touchdown off that, and then they were up 7-3, and then, then they, they there they go. Sony Michelle has a fumble. Uh, they are able to force a fumble, and then all of a sudden they get a touchdown off that. It's 21-10. to 10, And the Cardinals now have a plus-five turnover differential this season. I mentioned how they were able to shut down Cooper Cup. And the great thing about the offense that I'm liking right now is it's just so many different ways that it could go. You have Kyler Murray, who throws for 268 yards and two touchdowns. He looks like he can de- get it done with his arm. And then when all of a sudden you are drawing your attention to some of these Cardinals receivers, well, who do you guard? You had three receivers with 60-plus yards in this game. A.J. Green turning back the clock, 67 yards on the touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins at 67 yards. Max Williams had 66 yards. And so then all of a sudden your attention is on these pass catchers. And then Kyler Murray runs for a first down. He There were times in this game where he looked like Michael Vick to me because of just the way he's able to do it uh, with both. And then you have the rushing game. Now all of a sudden Chase Edmonds comes out of the woodwork and is able to rip off 120 yards on, on 12 carries. James Conner is that bruiser who puts it in the end zone twice. So it's just a complete team. It might be the most complete team in the NFL. Last week, I think we agreed that the Los Angeles Rams looked like the best team in the NFL. You can't sleep on the fact that the Arizona Cardinals, and who would have thought, put up a 17-point win on this Rams team, who I still consider to be very, very good. So I think it's worth asking the question now, are the Cardinals the, the best team in the NFL? It is Are we at that point? I think it's still a question. It feels less sure than it did last week against an L.A. Rams team because we have seen the Cardinals not necessarily be even close to that mix for so long. But forget about the division. Are we looking at the, the NFL's best team? That's the question we have to ask ourselves this morning. I, I think it's fair. I mean, I, I really do think it's incredibly fair. Um, Kyler Murray, I think Kyler Murray wins MVP. I know you, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if I've I said that, that, but I, no, 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 no. I, I know you, I was about to say, chill out. You know, I got you. But um, like, if we're, if we're 
assigning awards today because you mentioned that Dak was in the running. I think Kyler wins it just because what he's doing is so special. It does Dak's, remind Dak me of is actually going to be hurt by getting the comeback player of the year because he, sometimes voters are like, well, he's yeah, like he's got you know? one. We, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. Um, at the very at the worst, like in, if there is another MVP candidate who comes out of the woodwork, it is uh, Kyler is going to win offensive player of the year. You know, like he's, he's going to get some serious hardware at the end of this. To he's going to get a mock. Like- it looks like a Murray um, Henry one, two this year, as it stands for me. And I, I understand Henry is, is losing at this point, but Kyler is going to get a monster contract at the end of the season, um, which, you know, it'll be interesting to see how quarterback contracts look. I mean, because you've still got Lamar Jackson who needs one. Baker Mayfield needs one. Baker Mayfield's team might might have the best record, you know, because we don't know if, if, if the bottom's going to come out on this Arizona team as the season moves along, you know, just based on, you know, who they are or whatever. But man, dude, um, the NFC West is really fascinating. I mean, because now you've got you mentioned, you know, it's not about the division, but so the Cardinals are four no. The Rams now have a loss within division, a home loss within the division. And I think that they I think everybody kind of overrated the Cardinals. Everybody said, well, the Niners and the Seahawks are gonna be the tough teams for the Rams. But now they've lost at home to the Cardinals. And the Rams have to play on Thursday night against the Seahawks on the road, who coming off of their win are two and two. So you got the three and one Rams. Two and two Seahawks. If Seattle wins that game, both those teams are three and two. I mean, this is this is a division that's going to kind of jump rope all season long. Uh, but it might be for second place, as you mentioned, because Arizona. I mean, man, um, it's that's what I'm saying. You know, JJ, Pete, and I are sorry. We we doubted. We were wrong. It's wild because <clears throat> on this podcast, RJ, you said that the Carolina Panthers are going to make the postseason. I believe you still think that Tampa is going to win that division. Yes. Correct. So which team in the NFC West gets left out? I think that's probably the division. If the Panthers do make it where a really good football team is going to be on the outside looking in, if you think the Panthers will have a better record, I will say, and we're about to get to them. So let me say this. The two teams in this game are the two best teams in the NFC West, the Cardinals and the Rams. But I think you agree with that. If we, if we divide the division in half best and worst, right? I do. I would agree. Okay. So, I don't know that all four get in. It's going to be interesting to see what Trey Lance looks like for the 49ers. But, and I, I still like, I know that they won. I'm still not all, I'm not ready to believe in the Seahawks. Like, you know, they've, they've, mm. prior to this, they lost two games they should have won. And so you could argue, well, they Can't should believe be four or no. Downton Russ, man. I mean, but that's who they are. But they did win to get to this game 28 to 21. Uh, mentioned that Jimmy Garoppolo obviously left the game. Everybody knows this by now. Trey Lance came in. Um, and now see like the, the Niners fan base is so interesting to me, Pete, because, and shout out to Rob stats square and Kyle Posey, because now like it, it is a stage of like, um, what is the stage of like anger or depression that people talk about? Like, you get to the, the stage of like bargaining, right? Like in, when you yeah, go through trying, that, like trying to make grief. sense of it in your head. Yeah. Right. And so like now, na- like Niners fans are like, well, you know, like this game plan wasn't tailored for Trey Lance. Like, wait, wait till Kyle Shanahan puts together a game plan that is specifically for Trey Lance. That's why we didn't beat the Seahawks, because we didn't have the game plan ready for them. And so Trey Lance is going to start this week. All right, we know that. And do you know who the, 40, or the 49ers play this week, Pete? They play the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. So holy, and that's the former home of the Niners, by the way, last season. I mean, so this is a this is a huge two-week stretcher for the NFC West, a really fascinating division, which makes it a lot of fun. But and I know we're talking about this game here. We'll get to that. But so the Niners are in this interesting spot. And I don't know that I was like wildly impressed with Trey Lance. I've been screaming like everybody else for the Niners to start him. But I would feel a lot better going into this huge game if they had started him recently and hadn't been dragging their feet with all this. The 49ers play in Arizona. I got the DraftKings betting odds up right now. What do you think the spread is? 
I think Arizona by four. Arizona by five and a half. At Not this bad. Stage. Good job, me. That seems low. That seems go half. I agree with, I agree with you. Right? I mean, uh, I agree. But that's the way it works, right? You know, you mentioned it. And this this game, I mean, I would be nervous if I was a Niners fan that the Seahawks won. I, mean, I tend to I tend to agree that the 49ers, and you need to have a look at Lance, where he is, knows he's going to be the guy the entire time. I think that's important for rookies sure to, to know they're going into the game so i'm going to i think wait to judge on that and even past next week we're gonna have to wait to judge because you're looking at a, a cardinals defense who's very very good and playing very very well right now i think this was important for the seahawks they actually started the game three and out of their first on their first five drives and you know russ kept with it um he ended up with three total touchdowns he had two through the air and one on the gra- ground, which if you're imagining a Russell Wilson scramble, it looks exactly like that diving for the pylon. I thought the key play of this game, Dante Johnson, did you see this play? This was probably yeah. the play of the week. Dante Johnson had Wilson dead to rights. And it this just was the was eat of the week, to be clear, but go ahead and describe the eat of the week. Spin, spin move and he escapes and he, he floats one to Freddie Swain. And only the way I'm, Russell can. I'm cousin right. Swain. He's cousin Swain. Secures the touchdown and is able to to win a key division game because RJ, as you mentioned, they these two teams are probably the two, if you want to say, worst teams in the NFC West. But I think only one is going to make the postseason, if that. Right. And so That's this how is the a, get it. This is a key game. This is a key game. So they ended up getting the the W, and man, now the 49ers lose Jimmy G. Uh, Trey Lance after the game said, I think there were plays that were good and bad. He missed some big ones, missed some easy ones, missed some check downs. Thinks it's just a, f- a few plays away. We're about to see, young man. You got the Arizona Cardinals look like the best team of football up next week. So do you, if you had to pick right now, so because we're, we're agreeing, Cardinals or Rams win the division. The other team is the, you know, five seed in the NFC, right? So you have to pick one, Seattle, San Francisco right now to get another wild card spot. Oh, I would go with Seattle at this point. Uh, San Fran, just I don't know why, but they look a little bit jumbled right now to me. Like they don't exactly know who they are. I'd always rather go with with a team that you know is is defense first and understands who their quarterback is, who their 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 go to players are. Alex Collins came out of the woodwork in this game, so they're getting contributions from from players that maybe you wouldn't have thought would would be um, contributing here. So I'll take the Seahawks. Right now, I think the 49ers can play their their way back into my heart, but hard not to pick the Seahawks after this win against San Fran. Yeah, I um, I think that's well said. Good job, Pete. Um, let's move on. Let's let's tie a bow on these things. Um, I don't think there's much to say here, but you know, hey, the Baltimore Ravens 23, the Denver Broncos seven. We've been saying it all along. A lot of people have been saying it. The Broncos were the biggest paper tigers in the NFL by far. I mean, they'd beaten the two New York teams and uh, yeah. the actual New York teams, not the Bills. Uh and the Jacksonville no, Jaguars sandwiched in between. Did you see did you see the the end of the game and the sequence where I I, I did. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Trust me. I, um, Jack, Lamar Jackson had over 300 yards passing for only the second time in his regular season career. He also did it in the playoffs. Right. Well, that's I mean you know, that's an annoying thing that a lot of national heads, you know, trope on and whatever. But I thought Lamar played really well. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater got hurt in this game, so Drew Locke had to come in. And so I think Broncos fans are going to start, like, bargaining with that. Like, well, hey, you know, it's not, not exactly the same thing. Teddy had to leave. This was... The, yeah, but the, half the Broncos fan base wanted Drew Locke to be the starter. I, I know. Mean, they, that was like <laughs> a split fan base on that. This is... the We're seeing the Broncos 
you know, they're not a true three and one team. I don't, I don't believe that. I, I, I know you don't either. I, lo- um, I love this quote from Prochet. I want to go back to the, the Jackson thing for a second with the 300 yards. Uh, Prochet said this after the game. I can't believe people said he couldn't throw. It's wild. It's barbaric. He said people are barbaric for saying that. That's like saying water is dry. He's doing his job. Nothing crazy. Just doing what he do. So Prochet had 74 yards and Hollywood Brown after having uh, the yips of the week, he had the yeet of the week. Jackson to Hollywood overcoming those yips. And this was a beautiful 49-yard pass. Uh, Jackson. Um, he, and he, he sold he, out. We, you you love to see when a receiver launches. Open, yeah. And he, a full, flat, vert, or I guess horizontal Hollywood. He's not too Hollywood to go horizontal. Horizontal Brown uh, with a huge touchdown in this game. Um fantastic job by the Ravens you mentioned the sequence at the end um the Baltimore Ravens correct me if I'm wrong here Pete had rushed or what what, they had rushed for 100 yards in how many consecutive games 48 at the time the Ravens had yeah 42 42 sorry yeah and so they needed three yards uh to get get over 100 to to tie the streak uh that belonged to the 70 Steelers again this this takes place over multiple seasons uh so John I love this I absolutely you like love it. this i do i think some people some like you know it's, boring it's people a, lame people it, will say like who cares a, you already wrapped the up the win you, you got the w you know i could see football purists being like kneel on the ball at that point my goodness no nah, dude because the whole the, the whole week i mean every raven will be talking about this and ev- every ravens player will love john harbaugh more for this i mean it's a streak that means a lot to the team i mean it spans multiple seasons multiple rushers i mean so I like this. Great job, John yeah, Harbaugh. It was, John it was Harbaugh their, might win coach of the year. It was their 43rd consecutive 100-yard rushing game. This tied the mark by Pittsburgh dating back to 1974 to 1977. RJ, neither of us were born for like 10 more years after that. And John Harbaugh said it was 100% his call. One of those things that's meaningful. As a head coach, you have Love to be it. mindful of your team and your players and what it means to them. It's a very, very tough record to Love accomplish. It. As a head coach, you do that for your players and you do that for your coaches and something they'll have for the rest of their lives. Love so it. Really putting a stamp on the record thing. Whatever. We knew the Broncos weren't as good as their record because of, of that beginning of the year schedule. And with the way the Raiders are playing, I, I please don't kill me here, Broncos fans, but I, they could be last place in the AFC West. By the way. They're the worst team in the AFC West. They're by, yeah. they're by far the worst team in the AFC West. Um, I thought that would belong to the Raiders because I, I did like Bridgewater more than I, I do Carr. I don't know if I still feel that way. I'm really interested in watching this game tonight. But, yeah, it does feel like right now uh, the Broncos, despite their defense, are, are the worst team in the AFC well, West. Well, the Raiders will be at Mile High Stadium on Sunday, so we'll get a full, you know, and we'll see the Drew Locke thing. But, um I, last is, thing is I want to is it confirmed Drew Locker? It's concussion protocol, right? On right. So that's what I'm saying. We'll we'll see. Um, I did want to say one more thing. I wonder. I don't think he he changes what he does. I wonder if John Harbaugh still sticks his you know foot on the on the record. If that belonged to like the '70s Bills, you know what I mean, or the '70s Bengals, right. or, or maybe the Bengals bad example. '70s Bills, though. But the fact that it was the Steelers, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I I gotta, and I love that. I hope I hope that he specifically did it because it was the Steelers. I love that. So well, we'll John Harbaugh has they got to they got to finish the job next week, and they have the Colts. So that's 100 percent happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Steelers. Speaking of, um, I the don't Steel like. I don't like to pat myself on the back. 
I will instead. True. I mean, that that is a hundred percent not true. You do love to pat yourself on the back. I will instead pat all of us on the back. But I drove this wagon. This was so predictable, Pete. Mm. Like I, I something I say a lot is that NFL teams try to go back and pick up where they left off. And as an example, the way the Cowboys built their roster forever was as if they were trying to pick back up where Des caught it at Lambeau Field. And you just can't do that. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to run the whole marathon again. Pete, you're training for a half marathon. You know, you gotta, you gotta That's start right. at the starting point. You can't fast forward to I the end. Start on mile four, yeah. No. Exactly. The Steelers style, like we'll just bring Ben back. You know, we'll just bring yeah. or he'll he'll take a pay cut. We'll just bring Juju back. You know, everything will be great. You know, we'll draft a running back. Everything's gonna be awesome here. The Steelers might be the worst offense in the NFL. <laughs> we. We were saying that the Steelers would fall off, and we were looking real dumb after week one, weren't we? And I, I it, didn't feel – I felt like Buffalo lost that game. That's how – and I said that then because it felt like Buffalo coughed it up to them. Pittsburgh didn't do anything impressive in that game. They gave Buffalo a lot of chances to win. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's interesting because this game actually started off with the Steelers taking a 7 nothing lead, and they got Deontay Johnson back. Deontay Johnson – I mean, right now it's their best receiver. And you're talking about a team with Smith Schuster and Washington and whatnot. And there was Smith a play Schuster's with... not a good receiver. I mean, man, did Kansas City, the, Kansas City sequence? is so lucky that that Juju's gone. Oh, yeah, the, the iPad or the tablet thing. Juju yeah. Smith Schuster threw an iPad on the ground. And uh, apparently the Chiefs and Ravens games were on the iPad at the time because those are the two teams he turned down um when when he wanted to stay with the Steelers for less money and now he's watching Lamar Jackson throw for over 300 yards he got patty touchdowns with five touchdowns and there he throwing, is throwing a number of different ways yeah yeah different I mean, angles, like, I'm sure my god I could have had uh, a, a touchdown went 176 degrees but no here I am in Pittsburgh with old Ben and this is it this is the end of the road for big Ben uh, he has pushed it to its its limit. He's got to go out with a whimper. The Pittsburgh Steelers are finally not going to make the playoffs. And Mike Tomlin has been and he's been great with the media. He always is. I feel for him because he's just dealing with an old quarterback, and it's their only option. If you look really behind, ben he Rock traps them, man. He traps them. It's it's the only option. It, it it really is. You can't go with any of these other quarterbacks. You can't make that change, and you're just going to keep on losing. And he he has said and he has maintained that there's no panic mode in Pittsburgh. There should be. Um, it, it's not happening for them this year. It really, I mean, that that's 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 it. And then on the the Packers side, meanwhile, you have Rodgers and Cobb turning back the clock. The two touchdowns for Randall Cobb, and we were all were like, "Well, what the hell? Why does Aaron Rodgers even care about having Cobb back at this point?" And here's what Cobb said: "Because Aaron Rodgers understands how I move, so whenever I'm getting ready to break on my route, it's muscle memory. It's been a couple of years. It's been Dude. since 2018." But it's kind of like when you get back around your friends and you remember things you haven't thought about in so long. That's the kind of connection we have. It's it's Rogers to Cobb in Green Bay for the W. That reminds me of the most annoying thing that any person has ever said on Monday Football Monday when you What's said that? that Patrick Mahomes refused to lose. He does. That's that's the like most really garbage. Does. It's muscle shut up. And it, it this is not going to stop anytime soon for the Packers because Pete, after this, they visit the Bengals. They're going to win that game. They visit the Bears. Please, Justin Fields, but they're going to win that game. They host the pa or the Washington football team. They're going to win that game. In week eight, man, that game is on Thursday Night Football. They are going to visit the Arizona Cardinals. That is going Rogers, to be a Rogers lot of fun. Like the week before they visit the Kansas City point. Chiefs, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to watch this team. It's it's great right now. I mean, you have a lot of these teams coming out of the woodwork, and this is, I think, the time of the year 
week four, week five, where you can start to identify and provide identities for teams. And we're starting to see, okay, like that week one loss against the Saints, that was an outlier. This Packers team is legit. You have the division no, like, coming along. They've, they've played, like, I'm not above saying that they're, you know, I'm not trying to say that they're bad, but they played a Niner. Like, what he did at the end of that game was amazing. All right, he really did. But they struggled against the Lions on Monday Night Football. So you're talking about they, the first they, half. I'm yeah, but still, I mean, with the game. They're, they've got some tomato cans lined up. I'm, I want to fast forward to week eight for them because at that point in time, starting in week eight at Arizona on Thursday night at Kansas City, I can't wait for that game. Seattle at Minnesota, then the Rams before the bot. I'm excited to see that stretch from the Packers. They're going to build up a lot of wins between now and then, though. I don't think there's any denying that. Uh, last game to review, Pete, Sunday night football, the most talked about game in the history of the world. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers victorious over the New England Patriots. 19 to 17. Mac Jones had a shot, put his team in field goal range at the very end. Nick Folk, who Al Michaels tried to curse the entire game, finally did miss a field goal for the first time in forever. This wasn't the blowout I know I thought it was going to be for Tampa. It was a close game. I don't know how you can say that the emotions weren't a factor. I hate to be that guy, but it was there was very clearly a lot of, you know, a lot of things in the air with Tom Brady returning to Foxborough. I think very clear and uh, you could see it in the press conference after the game you didn't see it in bill belichick because the man is just a straight-up robot i mean he is never going to show you that side of him but tom brady in as many words essentially was like this was a huge deal <laughs> you know like and you could see the emotions and he did the old tom brady run out uh, at the beginning of the game oh, and it sorry, had to be I, I, have a, I have a real quick point on this blaine gabbert know your place you know <laughs> like blaine <laughs> let let Tom run out by himself and let all the camera crews get the footage for us to right. use when he goes into the Hall of Fame. We don't need right. you in this in this shot, Blaine. Right. Oh, there's a there's a certain tact that it takes to remove yourself when you know it'll be better if you just don't say anything. And he Blaine. Yeah, he and, has, and Blaine's running with the same like you know physical like you know focus that that Brady is. You know, like we're in this together. Tom's like Blaine, get the hell out of here. You know, like come on. But that's that's my soapbox. I'm I, I it's just amazing like Tom Brady is just it's amazing what he's been able to do and is still doing at the age of 44 and I I just don't think this could have been more perfect other than maybe Tom Brady playing a little bit better he was 22 of 43 for 269 it would be nice for him to at least have, have had one touchdown um at at, at Gillette uh it didn't happen for him in this game but listen to this way that Peter King wrote it up in Football Morning in America, and no one else can do it better, and we know that by now. But it felt like old times, really. Brady won. The Patriots look like they have a quarterback for the long term, and New England's defense confounded a strong offense. Patriots fans can wake up this morning feeling good about the past, present, and future. Mm. Chills. My goodness. Perfectly said. And what I have is a point, A, about the entire quarterback class. And, and what I'm saying here is, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, both had better days. Trevor Lawrence is 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 in a mess right now, and I feel bad for him. It does feel like a little bit of this one-year Urban Meyer experience before he gets back on track. I think he'll be fine, though, for Jags fans. Fields played better. We're about to see Trey Lance. We've seen a little bit limited and looked good. I'm liking the class as a whole, and it's a great morning for those 2021 rookie quarterbacks. And Mac Jones last last night, looked the part 
And he just totally. looks like he has command of, of the offense and understands what McDaniel's trying to do. At one point on the broadcast, Collinsworth is like, he looks like Brady, doesn't he? And yeah, he does. He's I mean, running. He's running the Mc, in the sense that he's running the McDaniel offense and, and doing it at a high level. The 19 passes in a row to tie Brady right in front of him to me is just like a ridiculous moment. And I'm going to go ahead and early in his career here. We're going to give Mac Jones the come up of the week because I really do feel like the New England Patriots, damn them, they have another 15 to 20 year quarterback here. I'm ready to say it. I think Mac Jones is legitimate and not to say he is going to be this world beater type of guy. But to me, he is solidifying himself as a franchise quarterback. He looks and feels and breathes like a Patriots quarterback. And he almost got this thing done. Played spectacular football. If it had not been for um, the clunk on the goalpost, you have Mac Jones upsetting Tom Brady with this world championship team on the night where he wants this as bad as a Super Bowl. And you could tell that great job by Mac Jones. I was just so impressed. And 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 the, the Patriots had their their franchise quarterback follow them. It's just it just is what it is. So um, congratulations. I'm, I'm happy that Bayer Bar during the come up of the week. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, just, uh, there is a, you know, I, I do have to say this about bear. Obviously he's the third, the third member of Monday football Monday. This is a dog that just has no respect for a little bit of back and forth on a Monday morning. I understand that it's usually garbage day, but my God, as the third member, pick and choose your spots. Like when you're talking RJ, I try not to talk. If bear wants to say something, I mean, we'll back off, but just don't cut me off like you're doing. You know what I mean? That's all. Yeah, um, it is uh, mail time. Uh, so Bears just, you know, hey, you don't know what's coming in. You don't know what package there's going to be. Right. Uh, you don't know what predictions there are as he settles in on the couch. There was uh, this monkey on Instagram I was watching. And he, <laughs> he used to open up packages each and every week. And it was it was so special. And then randomly, the monkey had like a routine doctor visit. And they ended up like puncturing his lung by accident. And Pete. it was the end of the monkey. It, it was um, terrible. Okay. This is, this is your monkey content, I think, is the Instagram. It's it's we, terrible. It, it looks like they got a new monkey now, but it's just not the same. We miss George. So rest we, in peace, George. We can't end on that note. Uh, very quickly, Pete, before we leave, uh, <laughs> predictions for Monday Night Football. DraftKings Sportsbook has the Chargers as three-point favorites. I will say I'll, that I'll I... will take the egg on my face. I'm sick of the Raiders. If it's going to be the Chargers, the Chargers are the better football team. I, yeah, I feel like... To, 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 actually, to cut you off, Pete, I feel like if you are going to live in a world where the chiefs do not win the AFC West, you cannot handle it. If the Raiders are the team that does. So I think you can make like a, a, a stronger level of mental peace with the chargers being like the team that dethroned Kansas city. But for some reason, the fact that it, it could be the Raiders just makes your butt, your blood boil. I just, I just think we have seen stretches like this from Derek Carr in the, in the past and it never lasts. And to me, Justin Herbert is legit. And I, I consider, I'm, I look at Justin Herbert so highly. I think the Chargers defense is good. They have a complete team. I think the Raiders are about to be unmasked on Monday Night Football. Don't forget, this is still a team that won two overtime games. Overtime can go either direction, RJ. That's why it's called overtime. And, and sometimes it gets to sudden death. Enough. Enough of the Raiders. I, I think the Chargers win this one. And I think it's it's covering the spread. The drafting do- spread. I do too. Um, I think the Chargers win hand. I think it's a close first half, you know, kind of like a man, what we're Pete and RJ thinking. And then I think the Chargers kind of have their way with the Raiders in the second half. Put this thing away. You're able to go to bed feeling nice and cozy, knowing that your pick, uh, you know, landed in uncomfortable arms. The Chargers do win. The Chiefs will still be in last place at two and two, but that means all the three teams will be three and one in the AFC West. That's, you know, if, if you take away the NFC West, which to me clearly is the best division in football, the AFC West is spicy as well. 
Mm, well said. Uh, another fantastic Monday Football Monday in the books. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, our presenting sponsor here on the SB Nation NFL show. Uh, Pete Twinney, any final things, any final thoughts, any final words you want to get out? Because now is the time to do so. Nothing. I got nothing to say. I, I just, what a year of football it's been. And the cool thing, I think, with the Cardinals doing what they did yesterday and the Chiefs facing a little bit of adversity, Buffalo is hot. It's got that anyone's anyone's year feel at this point and we hope that continues because that makes for more exciting monday football mondays doesn't it rj it sure does um subscribe to the sp nation nfl show wherever you get your podcast watch us on twitter watch us on facebook you can follow pete on twitter at pg sween i am on twitter at rj ochoa pete the final word belongs to you one word make it golden charger up that's two words don't care uh, let's see you next week everybody Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.